Welcome in to the Prophetic Sermon Broadcast with your host, Minister Alvin Scales. And now, let's join in to today's program. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to the Prophetic Sermon Broadcast. Today, we want to talk on the subject, Avoiding the Confrontation. Uh, out of the book of Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 1. The word of God says, A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. And in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 44, Jesus said, But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Now, we all know that these are rough times that we are living in today and that it's harder for us to correct someone's actions now more than ever before, especially when we confront them for something that they said or did that may have offended us. This world has a major problem in basic problem solving one to another. And as a result, this has increased the violence that we see and hear about in this world. See, these days, people are so aggressive and defensive and don't take criticism well, let alone being confronted about something that they may have done wrong. See, to confront someone means to face him or her boldly or to oppose, to bring face to face or to compare. It involves the use of aggressive body language and abusive words that can create conflict. When we confront someone, we are in their face exchanging not-so-kind words or arguing with them face-to-face -face or even just within ear's reach. We use aggressive gestures in our posture that could provoke someone to have to defend themselves against us. Before the confrontation, after someone has offended us, we may say things like, they better not say nothing to me. I'm about to check them. I'm about to let them have it, or you just wait till I see them again. I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. See, when we do this, though, we are preparing to put a person in defense mode. This means we put them in a position in which they have to defend themselves from our verbal attack and from our aggressive approach. Now, these actions show that our emotions play a part in our confrontations. And when the conflict has escalated to a point where the exchange becomes physical or even deadly, we can be sure that the devil has put his hands on it as well. Solomon said, a soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous or harsh words and responses stir up anger. So this means that we must choose our words and our responses wisely in order to avoid any confrontations. Confronting someone these days could also have an adverse effect, meaning it could be contrary or put us opposite in position. 
So this means that the tables could easily turn on us. So instead of us confronting someone, they turn it around on us and we become the one being confronted. Then what do we do? We jump right into defense mode. And again, the conflict usually escalates when we feel like, listen, you're not going to talk to me like that. I'm not about to take that from nobody or you're not going to disrespect me like that. I can tell you now that God does not want us to be confrontational with each other because he already knows what the outcome will be. And confrontations are not handled well and usually result in arguments, fights, and could even lead up to death. And that's what we're seeing a lot of now uh, on these streets. Just basic problem-solving skills are not there. So we're taking matters into our own hands. And it gets easier when we don't rationalize or use reasoning. When we don't use critical thinking, which means to think the whole situation through, including the consequences that come with our actions. Even when we don't diffuse the situation or let it die down and when we let our emotions take over. See, we usually react in the heat of the moment without thinking. And these things are happening on a daily basis. And that's why there's always conflict going on in our neighborhoods and among our young people. Because when driven by emotions, people usually don't think before they react. And most young men with guns shoot first and think about it later. So we must learn at all costs to avoid any and all confrontations. Now, let's look at some confrontations that took place right in the Bible. In Genesis chapter 4, verses 6 through 8, the word of God says, And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thou countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with his brother Abel. And it came to pass, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. Cain let his emotions take over. When God said to Cain, why art thou wroth? Wrath means to be full of wrath. It means to be angry. Being wroth fuels negative emotions. And when God said to him, why is thou countenance fallen? This means his appearance changed because Cain had already put himself in a position to be confrontational with his own brother because he carried around and hung on to what bothered him so much. He could have avoided the confrontation by, first of all, listening to what God had said to him, and second, by letting go of the jealousy that he was holding on to. Now, he also could have just left his brother alone while he went and diffused himself from his own anger. And we all know that he did not handle the confrontation well because he killed his brother. This is how easily death could happen to us when we are confrontational with someone. 
The Bible says that Cain talked with Abel, and this is the actual point of the confrontation. This is where he confronted Abel and could not control his emotions. And God is telling you and I that when we let our emotions get the the best of us, that sin is lying at the door and will take control of us. This message is all about avoiding the confrontation or how not to get into a confrontation with someone. The Bible gives us the best advice on how we can avoid the confrontation even when someone else is confronting us to try to push our buttons and get to our emotions. See, they are trying to get us off course. They want us to be defensive and ready for whatever, and we give them that power when we jump right into a confrontation with them. Jesus gave us the ultimate weapon in avoiding any confrontation. When he said in John 15 and 12, This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Now he also said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. It's that simple. We must love one another, be at peace with one another, and exercise self-control. If you love someone, you're not going to provoke them to anger. And even if you don't love them, but you maintain self-control, you may end up saving your very own life. If we follow this commandment to love one another, then we will avoid the confrontation with someone. Think love when the confrontation shows up. See, love conquers all, and just by loving our rivals, we can avoid the confrontation. Now, somebody listening might say, well, it's not that easy. And I would say to you, actually, it is. When we see the argument coming, When we know it's there and we apply love, then we will not get into the confrontation with anyone. We will actually be graceful and bow out and let them be right so that we don't contribute to the confrontation. When the confrontation starts, we must remain humble and find the exit. This is not being a punk, a coward, or backing down because all of us can physically defend ourselves. But it is outwitting or outsmarting your opponent and promoting peace. The best fighter is one that does not have to throw a blow but still wins the altercation, especially with kindness. See, no one likes to argue with themselves. We usually need a recipient, somebody to receive our argument or somebody just to hear us and then fuel us up by arguing back. Then then what do we do? It's go time, and we're ready to unload. And this is what leads up to other things, especially and including death. Another way of avoiding the confrontation can be learned from Abraham when there was a conflict with Lot and their herdsmen. In Genesis chapter 13, verses 7 through 9, the word of God says, And there was strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelled in then in the land. And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, 
and between thy herdmen and my herdmen, for we be brethren. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right, then I will go to the left. Abraham avoided the confrontation with Lot by using compromise. It was a very clever and peaceful tactic, and Abraham had used wit to defuse the altercation. Remember that Lot was also the nephew of Abraham and that Cain and Abel were brothers. This tells us that we can have confrontations right within our own families and within our own households, let alone with people outside of the family or with strangers. And I don't know which one is worse because all of it has the same potential to end up in a bad way. Sometimes we avoid even our own family members because of a previous confrontation or because we know how some family members can really get up under our skin. So we'd rather not cause a disturbance. So if they're going to be there, then we don't go. Is this a good thing? As the Apostle Paul says, God forbid. People of God, we must find the way to get along with others and avoid the confrontation, even with our own family members. And once again, we can apply that love that Jesus commanded us to have for one another. Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace, also gave us the necessary tools and advice on how to avoid the confrontation. In our opening scripture, Jesus said, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them, which despitefully use you and persecute you. We must position ourselves to be in this mindset. And again, it may seem hard to do, and that's how the world and the devil would have us to feel. Like, I can't do that when somebody makes me mad. Well, are we the children of the world, or are we the children of God? See, the world doesn't uh, and won't do things like loving their enemies, doing good to them that hate you, or praying for those who despitefully use you and persecute you. Not in the least bit, but we must. Now, if we, as the children of God, don't do what the Lord has told us to do, and the world doesn't do anything that God said to do, then where really are the children of God? But by proclamation, we are the children of God because we have accepted Christ Jesus and we have proclaimed that we belong to God. So therefore, we are followers of his word. So we must be able to do what the Lord has told us to do. And this is how we separate ourselves from the world and show that we truly are the children of God. We won't intentionally harm anyone with the words from our mouth, but we will show love even to them that don't show love to us. This is what's required from us if we call ourselves Christians and followers of Christ. We must keep the peace by, by being peaceful and by showing love at all times. <clears throat> 
The Apostle Paul also gives us ways to avoid getting into any confrontations with others, especially those who don't like us. He lets us know that we, he lets us know, I'm sorry, how, how we are to conduct ourselves in Christ and how we are to behave as the children of God. If we are in Christ, then God will take care of us and will fight our battles. God will remove our enemies right out of our way, especially when we remain humble in the sight of the Lord, even when somebody is attempting to start a confrontation with us. Paul encourages us to live peaceably with all men, and it becomes easier when we turn it all over to Jesus. When we don't give it to the Lord, then the devil continues to keep us in confrontations with each other because he loves to see us at war with one another and not doing what Jesus has commanded us to do, which is to love one another even when we are at the church. Yes, the devil loves to provoke confrontations between church members, and he laughs at us when we start using our emotions, when we give authority to confrontational spirits, and when we can't control ourselves even in the house of God. He really loves it when the fight starts because he's the one who started the fight. And fights are not always physical. Most of, the time, most of the time, it just requires the back and forth verbal abuse and the things that we say to one another in order to try to hurt someone or to provoke them by our words. People of God, we can't give the devil the satisfaction of turning us away from one another through the use of confrontations and by the use of our emotions escalating into anger towards one another. And this applies not only to the church, but also to those not in the church as well. We must avoid the confrontation and turn it over to God when somebody wants to get into a confrontation and attempt to uh, drag us into it. We must not fall into that trap, but we must continue to live by the word of God. Now, in Romans chapter 12, verses 14 through 21, the Apostle Paul gives us some great instructions that will help us avoid the confrontation. He says, as Jesus said, bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not, rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own consent, uh, conceits. I'm sorry. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If at all possible, as much lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. He finishes by saying, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. 
These are very helpful tools to go with the tools given to us by our Lord Jesus Christ. And if we apply them and put them in motion starting today, then we can be victorious in avoiding the confrontation and become the peacekeepers that Christ has called us to be. So are you a peacekeeper? Are you ready to avoid the confrontation? If we go by the word of God, we can do it. And we shall heap coals of fire upon the heads of them that are our enemies when we continue to love them even in their confrontations towards us. God will deliver us from the hands of any evil that comes against us. So don't you go to the confrontation. Don't you be the one to start the confrontation. Outsmart your rivals and those confrontational people with wit and with peace, with kindness, with love, with patience, and with humility. Be graceful and bow out. Be willing to turn the other cheek. Avoid the confrontation with the love of Christ that is in you. Do not render evil for evil because that's joining into the confrontation. We must humble ourselves in the presence of those who are confrontational. See, God is watching our reactions. He is looking at our strength or at our inability to avoid the confrontation. We must continue to trust in God. And he said that the battle is not ours, it's the Lord's. So turn it over to him. He he will fight for you, and no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper when you are in Christ. You will be able to quench all the fiery darts and avoid the confrontations of the enemy. We must know that we represent Jesus, and as his representatives, we have to do what the Lord has told us to do, and that is to love. We are to love one another even as as we love our own selves. Now, there are some difficult people that we all face in this world, but I encourage you today to trust in Jesus when the confrontation begins and keep the peace. I want to let you know that it takes two to make a confrontation. So don't you be the one that makes up the two. We are disciples of Christ, so we must avoid the confrontation. And if we don't, then sin lieth at the door when we let our emotions get the best of us. Now, I'm reminded of Jesus when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane and the soldiers were confrontational, but Jesus held his peace. I'm reminded of Jesus when he was before the high priest and the high priest was confrontational, but Jesus held his peace. I'm reminded of Jesus when he was before Pontius Pilate and the Roman soldiers were confrontational, but people, Jesus held his peace. I'm reminded of Jesus when he was on the way to Golgotha and the people were confrontational, but Jesus held his peace. I'm reminded of Jesus when he was on the cross at Calvary and the crowd was confrontational, but Jesus held his peace. When people are being confrontational with us, we should do as Jesus did because he is our example and we should hold our peace. God will fight for his righteous people, so we have to let him do the fighting. Moses said to the children of Israel, stand still and see the salvation 
salvation of the Lord. He said, the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. The forces of the enemy cannot defeat the power of God. God is all power. That's why we call him omnipotent. Omnipotent means all powerful. Our God is sovereign. That means he's supreme in power, the supreme ruler. The devil uses forces of a negative power, but God's power of love, God's omnipotent power, and God's sovereign power conquers all things. God's power is stronger than any power and more powerful than any forces. And even Moses described the powerful works of God as terrible, meaning that nothing can stand against the power of God and that he is great in all of his mighty works. So, so God is terrible when he destroys the works of the enemy. God is terrible when he fights the battle for his righteous people. God is terrible when he gives vengeance to those that come against his will and that come up against his people. God is terrible when he renders just due punishment to the adversaries. Avoid the confrontation and let God, the terrible God, get terrible against the violators. People of God, God gave us this word because he knows what's going on in this world, just like you and I know the problem that we're going on, that's going on in this world is basic problem solving that we've gotten away from, and we're reacting out of emotions that are causing so many conflicts and confrontations, and people are ultimately, especially if you're carrying a gun, you're ultimate, uh, uh, automatically drawing a gun and shooting and killing somebody over something that could have been avoided by simply uh, solving the problem one to another. People of God, we can't let the devil just have his way. You got to stand up today and learn how to avoid the confrontation. You start right now by asking the Lord to instill more peace and strength in you to hold your emotions, to hold your tongue, and to not be one to entangle yourself in these senseless confrontations that lead to senseless other things. And I want to thank you so so very much for listening in to this radio broadcast, and I'm, I thank God for giving us a word like this to empower his people because he knows all about what's going on in this world. And with that, may God bless the rest of your day.
The Prophetic Sermon Broadcast is sponsored by The Service Club for all your interior cleaning and painting needs. Call The Service Club at 513-406-8201, 513-406-8201, and ask for Alvin Scales. The Service Club is fully insured. The Service Club, a clean job from start to finish. been listening to the prophetic sermon broadcast with minister alvin scales to correspond or to support this broadcast you can write to the prophetic sermon ministries post office box 14895 cincinnati ohio 45250 or call minister scales at 513-406-8201 that's 513-406-8201 And tune in next week at this same time for the Prophetic Sermon Broadcast on 1320 AM WCVG, the voice of Cincinnati.